Hello, health investor. Welcome to another episode of the Health Investment Podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Natalie Bevins. Skincare is confusing and overwhelming to women, so Natalie is here to cut through that confusion and give clear answers. She loves educating women on their skin and getting to that aha moment where it all comes together, building back their confidence. In the episode, Natalie discusses how to prevent premature aging, which expensive skincare products and treatments are actually worth it, how to improve your skin through food, and more. Enjoy! I'm Brooke Simonson, Certified Nutrition Coach and your host of the Health Investment Podcast. If you're ready to look and feel your best without any confusion, frustration, or stress, you're in the right place. Each week, I interview experts and share no-nonsense, research-backed tips so that you can finally lose weight for good, eat healthy long-term, have the high energy you crave, and feel like a million bucks. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Health Investment Podcast. Thanks for having me, Brooke. Natalie was my favorite name. I still really like it. But growing up, (laughs) I used to name all of my Barbies and dolls Natalie. That is funny. I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> it's really pretty. I really like it. And I don't feel like it's that common. No, it's traditional, but it isn't that common. Yeah. Yeah, right. for sure. It has just a really pretty sound to it. So love your name. Very <laughs> happy to have you here. I kind of went down a rabbit hole when I first got on TikTok a couple years ago of skincare. And yes. I think I thought I knew what I was doing for my skin. I'm sure you've heard this before. I, when I've gone to dermatologists, I, as you can tell, I have very fair skin. I'm freckly. So the conversation is always, let's be sure you don't have skin cancer. So it's always been this more reactive approach rather than a proactive approach. I've never had a dermatologist talk to me about how to take care of my skin, aside from sunscreen, of course, but I I don't know if I've been going to the wrong dermatologist. I don't know what's been going on, but I found this whole world of dermatologists and estheticians on TikTok. And that was pretty much all I followed at first and just learned a ton (laughs) and then got super, super into it. So I've had a dermatologist who specializes in skincare on the podcast before, but she's the only person really who's talked about skincare. So I'm very excited to get your take and to learn from you myself. And I'm sure listeners are excited as well. Can you share with us a little bit about your background and specifically what led you to become an esthetician? Yeah, for sure. So I have been an esthetician for a very long time. Um, And it was before that, just before that, my skin just really broke out. And of course, not knowing anything about skincare and how your body works and stuff like that, I just thought it just came up like overnight. And I was like, what's going on? Um, And so I kind of did what you did, just like down a rabbit hole of searching and reading and anything that I could consume about skin and acne, I did. And then from there, I would try everything. I was doing everything they said, right? 
it got to a point that I was drinking like literally almost two gallons of water a day. Like it was because somebody had said drink water. So I was just like, okay, drink water. Like it's not working, drink more. And it's not working, drink more. And, and of course at the time you're just in like, you're kind of just operating from a state of panic and like frustration and just like, how do I get rid of this? What's going on? I don't know. They're telling me to do this. Um, and it was about that time where I was like completely like so frustrated, so overwhelmed, and just like your self-confidence plummets and you're just thinking, what is going on and why can't I fix this? And it was about that time that I had a roommate and this was 20 years ago and she said something about an esthetician. I was like, what is that, right? Like this was so long ago, that wasn't a common thing. And so once I found out what it was, I was like, oh my goodness, that's what I need to do. And not only for me, but that just the whole side of skin and health and stuff just completely intrigued me. And so I kind of just was, I went into it first because of what had happened to me. And then from there, I have a perspective as far as women and how they feel when they're struggling with something. Like it's not just, you know, I understand both sides, right? I can help you fix it. But then at the same time, like I understand emotionally what you're going through and how it affects you. So that's kind of how I got into it. And I I just, I've loved it ever since really. I'm sure that comes through in your practice. If somebody shows up and they have really bad acne, for example, the fact that you've been there and you can kind of show them a different form of care rather than just, I don't know, more of kind of a impersonal approach. Yeah. Yeah. I think that follows for any, you know, any type of occupation. If you've been there, if you understand where they're at, it helps you along the way for sure. What's the difference between an esthetician and then somebody who does a facial? Is there a difference? Because I, I get very confused about this. Um, yes. So I would do facials. Yes, I do facials and facial treatments. Um, estheticians, there's kind of a range as far as what you do. You can do anything from nails and pedicures and stuff all the way up to like body wraps and facials. I specialize just in the skin and skin care and treating of the skin. I don't really do the other stuff. But yeah, there it there's different areas that they specialize in, but those are all estheticians, medical estheticians, okay, so estheticians. Interesting. So anybody giving a facial is an esthetician? I would hope so, but each state has different rules. So okay. <laughs> it depends. I mean, some, there is nobody, you know, like if you've trained from a friend in that state, you know, there's no rules. So you can't say you're not an esthetician or something. Um, but I would hope, I don't know, this is a confusing answer. I'm sorry. Each state is very different. I think it is confusing to find somebody who's very qualified to take care of your skin. Yeah. And just one way you can do it is look up your state rules. And, you know, if it's a 200 hour requirement for an esthetician, that's really, really, really low. And so just kind of go from there. And then also go and just get a a minimal treatment, see how you feel about the person, the trust level, the knowledge level that she has, he or she has, you can kind of go from there. But yeah. Because I've gotten facials at spas and things, right? So when you go in, it's for example, just a couple of weeks ago, I got, it was some special, it was like 30 minute massage with a facial. And so it was great and it was relaxing, but then I don't necessarily know if that's a person that's going to give me advice in the same way. 
as a master esthetician or somebody who just focuses on the skin. Yeah. So then I went down my own local rabbit hole and I was on <laughs> Yelp and I was on Google and I was typing in esthetician. And then I found this woman who seems amazing. And it said she's all booked up with her clients. So I emailed her and it's true. She is all booked up. So I'm on her waiting list. But I don't know. It just seems very hard to find somebody that I trust who's not completely booked up. Yeah. I, and it, if they're booked up, it's a good sign, though. It's I actually know. a good sign. So if you can wait. <laughs> but it, it, as far as your other question, she could have been your one that gave you a facial and a massage. She could have been dual certified. Like she could have had both. Um, but yeah, it really... It's, it can be confusing to find. You're right. It's not straightforward. It does. I think it's like with a doctor or something like that, where you kind of go see if you jive really. And if they're mm -hmm. giving you the information that you feel like you need, and if you feel like they're knowledgeable in it. So yeah. It's right. I've also, for sure. I've also been to hairstylists or I've gotten facials before where I feel yeah. like the only thing they're doing is just kind of pushing products that they sell when, when it's a hairstylist too. Right. It's like, yeah. At one point, at one, they brought over a basket at the end and said, this is everything we used. Do you want to buy all of it? And, and I said, no, I mean, I have, right. I already have some stuff. So it's trying to find somebody who's going to give you the education, make product recommendations, but also understand what you're already kind of using. And if some of that stuff could work, I feel like it's challenging, but I'll, I'll keep looking yeah. and hopefully I get off this person's <laughs> wait list. Now I'm even more determined because it's there you go. extremely coveted person. That's like, I need to see them. So hopefully I'll keep everyone yeah. posted. Why do you think skincare is so important? Why is this something everybody should be prioritizing? Um, a lot of times we see skin as just aesthetics, right? What it looks like and, and how we present it to the world. But really skin is an organ. It's your largest organ. And it's really, really important to take care of it so that it can perform the functions that it needs to. And so in turn, it can be healthy for you and look healthy and have that beautiful aesthetic glow that you are after. So really, it is it is an organ we have to take care of, just like we um, take so much time and concentration on our hearts, for example. Like we're eating for our hearts. We're exercising for our hearts. It's the same with skin. We need to do things internally and externally to help it's functioned properly. Mm -hmm. So the internal recommendations, is that just load up fruits, vegetables, micronutrients? Does that support skincare? hundred percent. Yes. All of that, the fruits and vegetables, but also your proteins and your fats and waters um, and fibers, all of that are really, really important for your skin because it is, if it's not receiving enough nutrients, it's not going to look healthy. It's not going to feel healthy and you're not going to be happy with it. I notice that even when I go away, you know, on vacation and I'm eating a lot more takeout or restaurant food mm -hmm. and maybe more processed snacks. I just, my skin doesn't look or feel as good after yeah. that week and it's fine. I'll get right back on track, but I can definitely notice a difference. Yeah, it definitely makes takes a toll on your skin, especially if it's not, you know, like go on vacation or we go, you know, Christmas holidays, we indulge a little more or whatever the case may be. But if it becomes, if that's your lifestyle, your skin definitely will show it consistently. 
Speaking of the TikTok rabbit hole I went down of skincare, I'm sure you have seen a lot of the claims people are making. What are some of the more common misconceptions you see being spread about skincare? Um, that's there's there's a lot, I think, and it really it's hard because skin is so individual, right? And I can't just say, you know, if you're on TikTok or doing, you know, putting out skincare information, you need to be sure that you're putting the caveats. Like this applies to acne, dry skin or something like that. It's very individual. But a lot of times some misconceptions that people have is if you're oily, you don't need a moisturizer. Hmm. Well, that, that definitely isn't true. Just because you are oily does not mean you're producing and keeping all of that hydration in. So definitely need a moisturizer, just something a little bit lighter. Um, another misconception is people think they're sensitive when they're really, really not. So they have gone through their life thinking their skin is sensitive, but really it's sensitized. And the difference is when you are sensitized, it's an environmental thing that you have done, like harsh chemicals, your your dry areas, something that you're stripping that skin barrier that you have, that protective barrier that your skin has, something that you're consistently stripping that off. So then your skin becomes dry and irritated and it's not functioning properly. And so anything you put on it or anything in the atmosphere can cause it to be really sensitive. And so you think that you're sensitive, but really in reality, if you were to if you were to repair that barrier, it would again come into balance and then you would understand, okay, I don't have sensitive skin. I mean, some people will still have sensitive skin, but I'm saying that that a lot of times they're not as sensitive as they think they are. So those are two common things that I, I deal with regularly. And then if somebody thinks they have sensitive skin, are they maybe not using some of the products that could be helping with anti-aging or whatever, because they think they won't work. So the idea is to kind of restore the barrier so that you can use some of these helpful agents. Yeah, you definitely want to help um, repair that barrier and get that hydration back in and kind of protect, add that protective layer again so your skin can function and, and keep the good things in and the bad things out. And if you are treating your skin really harshly and you have this sensitized skin, it will cause more problems like premature aging because you're constantly dry, you're constantly irritated. It can, it can aggravate acne and rosacea and many other types of skin issues. It's definitely going to aggravate them. I want to take a quick break from the episode to tell you about a company I've been impressed by for years. Thrive Market is an online shopping platform that offers thousands of products at 25 to 50% off retail prices. For just $60 a year, you get access to a wide variety of premium pantry staples, supplements, beauty products, and home goods at unbeatable prices. To put things in perspective, I save about $20 to $30 per shipment, which means my annual membership fee pays for itself after just two orders. My favorite part about Thrive Market is that for every paid membership, they donate a membership to a low-income family, veteran, or teacher. So not only do you save money on your purchases, but you also make healthy products accessible to everyone. To read my full Thrive Market review, steal my shopping list of over 150 items, and save additional money on your first order, visit thehealthinvestment.com slash Thrive Market, or just click through the link in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. 
Speaking of premature aging, I think that is something that I would love to hear more about. I'm sure <laughs> listeners as well. So what do we do? How do we prevent premature aging? Number one thing is sunscreen, actually. And that is because for as far as external damage to the skin, your, the sun is responsible for 80 to 90% of premature aging. So really, really important to wear your sunscreen. And that's not just... I'm not just saying days to the beach and when you're at the lake, you're really good at putting sunscreen on. This is a daily, daily habit. And as you go throughout the day, you're reapplying. And as we were speaking of misconceptions, a lot of times we think, well, it's snowing outside or it's overcast. I don't need a sunscreen or I'm just going to be inside most of the day. I don't need a sunscreen. Definitely important to have a sunscreen on every single day, all the time, no matter the weather, um, because a lot of times when it's overcast, we get that diffused light, which it the, so the sun rays are coming kind of from all angles. So it's really important to wear sunscreen for that, for sure. Um, and then internal health, really important, like we spoke of earlier. Definitely make sure you're getting your fruits and vegetables, tons and tons of variety. Get all of those antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals that they offer you. Protein, whatever your, you know, your eating style is, make sure you're getting protein. Your body is made up of protein and water. So you're make sure you're getting that. And then of course, water, and then also the fibers and fats. Fats are incredibly important, especially for premature aging. You want to make sure you're getting that in so your, your skin can function properly. So it's kind of a twofold as far as protecting your skin, putting things um, on your skin that are going to help uh, give it all the nutrients it needs, but then also internally as well. I think the reapplying word is one that <laughs> I need to remember with sunscreen. I do it when I'm at the beach, like you said. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, you know how they have those sunscreen powders that you can kind of put the initial sunscreen on your face during the day and then they'll have the powder. So if you're out and about, you could reapply that way. Does that work or no? No, those work great. Those work great. The only thing with those is, is generally speaking, of course, there's so many brands out there, so I can't say for sure which ones, but check if it's a physical SPF, then it's going, if you put it on, that's excellent. I love physical ones, but they can be moved. So they're not absorbing into the skin. And so if you touch your face or move it or something, it will be removed off of that area. And so just keep that in mind. They're great sunscreens, but just if you're, if you touch your face a lot or anything like like that it's it can be removed from that area oh i see okay so just don't touch your face yeah <laughs> in general, <laughs> Which I in think general. Also, yeah that also just helps right with skin or just yeah. not getting sick just yeah there exactly <laughs> touching your face all the time i had a doctor tell me that once i was a teacher at the time and i had a really bad cold and I sat and was telling them about it. And then they said, you know why you have a cold, right? And I said, yeah, because I'm a teacher and the kids. They said, no, you just touched your face 15 times while talking to me. <laughs> and so I always think about that. Of You know, you're, you don't want to put the germs directly yeah. onto your face. Okay, so that helps yeah. for skincare also and for sunscreen. Yeah. What about serums? Are there serums that you like in terms of helping with anti-aging for example, vitamin C, I see touted a lot. Do those things help or not so much? Yeah, they really do. And so the ingredients are very, very important, but also how the ingredients and how the product is formulated makes a big difference as well. You want really high grade ingredients. You don't want fillers in them um, and little preservatives as possible. But as far as 
it's hard to say since I don't have somebody's face specifically in front of me, right? And I'm, you know, working with their individual skin, but across the boards for premature aging, I always recommend things like the hyaluronic acid, which is produced in your skin as it is, but it's nice to put on your skin as well. It, it really, it, it absorbs a thousand times its weight in water and just kind of holds all of that, keeps it hydrated and plump. And then peptides, peptides are excellent for skincare. Really, really important peptides and then ceramides. And then like you said, the vitamin C, vitamin C is really great to help promote the collagen and elastin in the body. Um, at collagen, don't use it topically. There's no studies saying that it's going to help topically, but you can take it internally. So then we go back to the vitamin C's and stuff to help restore that and help keep it, preserve it longer. And your skin loves vitamin A, C, and E, and B. So those are kind of some general like uh, good things to put back into your skin. When you say peptides, what does that mean? Peptides, um, so they're a chain of amino acids. And what they do is, I guess in just kind of layman terms, they go into your skin and tell your cells to do better. So like, hey, let's let's speed up the process here. Let's let's um, hydrate more. Let's heal more. Like let's let's do more for the skin. Okay. And do you have any favorites? Are there certain ones to look out for or just any peptides? Uh, most all peptides are really good for the skin and they, and they generally do not have any negative side effect. If it is, if you do get a side effect from a product, it's most likely not a peptide from the peptides in it is probably from some other ingredient in it. Okay. And then the ceramides, is there any specific one to look out for or what, what do those do? Generally, it'll just say ceramides, but they're just like a fatty lipid that um, helps hydrate and moisturize the skin. And, and it also helps uh, re restore that barrier that we're trying to keep intact. What about retinol? Retinol is good. Um, retinol, you I see used in the incorrect manner a lot. And so it's causing issues or they think they're irritated or something like that. But retinol is really good. So it's, it's a vitamin A derivative and it goes into the skin and kind of just helps restore it and, and push through the cycle because your skin's going through a cycle of pushing out the dead. And it kind of speeds that up and get, helps you slough off skin. Really important to when you start a, a Retin-A or Retin-L of any type to work your way into it. Don't just start putting it on every single day and, and then wonder why it's irritating and red, right? You've got to get your skin tolerance up to it. So definitely start, you know, every other day, every third day, whatever your skin can tolerate. And then it will make you light sensitive. So you will get um, a lot of sunburning and issues like that if it's used incorrectly. So make sure you're using at night. At night is when your skin is um, doing the most restorative work and rebuilding and replenishing. So that's when you want to put on things like that that are going to help that um, process go. And then you're not having it on in the morning when you're also causing even more light or light sensitivity to the skin. Okay. And then I think I know that there are more physical exfoliators, like a scrub type of thing. And then there's the chemical ones, like the acids. Where, what's your take on exfoliation? How should we doing? How should we be doing it? How often? What type of exfoliation? What do we do? 
So <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. Um, so there are three types of exfoliators. You've got your chemical, which is the ones you could you said the beads you can feel in your hand. You've got a chemical one, which is kind of the AHAs, the BHAs, stuff like that. And then you've got enzymatic, which is usually from um, papaya and stuff like that. So they're... There are three different types for three different reasons, and it really depends on the skin and what the issue is that you are dealing with and the type of skin that you have and the skin tone that you have as well. All of these play a factor into what you want to pick. Um, and so it's not just straight across the boards, you know, this is, you know, use a mechanical exfoliator or anything like that. But so make sure that's another reason to go get some help from an esthetician. I do virtual consultations as well. And so it's really helpful to kind of get that feedback as far as, okay, what does my skin need with my issues and my skin tone and my skin type? What am I supposed to be using and how often am I supposed to be using it as well? But generally speaking, about one to two times a week is enough exfoliation. You don't want to over exfoliate because then you can cause a lot of um issues as far as dryness, irritation, and stuff like that as well. You don't want to remove that dead skin too fast. You only want to slough off what's ready. Mm, okay. When you say hyaluronic acid and peptides and ceramides, and then we had vitamin C and retinol, is it really kind of a more is more thing in terms of layering? Or can you get away with a pretty basic skincare routine? Um, it depends on your goals. Okay. But you more can be more and more can be great. So it really depends on the product line, how it's applied, and then what your skincare goals are, right? And if you are just, a as I said, when I talk to people and I give them their skincare regimen, I can kind of get, I've done this long enough, I can kind of feel, are you a person that wants the 10-step regimen or are you the person that's going to do like barely the basics and, and that's pushing it, right? So I'm going to make sure that I kind of cater towards whatever it is that you're wanting. But you can do the very basic routine and that is definitely better than doing nothing at all. Your skin will have better um, texture and health if you are doing, you know, the basics even. Okay. And so the dermatologist I had on before, she says, cleanse, correct, moisturize, protect for the morning. So basically cleanse, use some type of serum or something, moisturize, and then put your sunscreen on. And then at night, you just kind of cleanse, correct, moisturize. Is that kind of the basic you would recommend or would you have a different take on that? Um, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. The only thing I would add in is like your, your, um, exfoliator, you want to make sure you're adding that in. And when I think just a little clarification, when she says correct in the morning, in the morning, I always like to put in more your peptides, ceramides, your really like nourishing products. And then at night, your correct is going to be your retinase, your AHAs, things like that, that are going to really start turning around the cell turnover and putting back in deeply into the skin. So those are the, probably the only two things I would clarify for that. Great. Um, what about, so if somebody is in their thirties versus their forties or fifties or sixties, how do your recommendations change throughout the ages? That, that again is very individual and, and what they're struggling with 
But it's, it is very important to note that your skin is constantly changing as the season change, as the weather changes, as you, um, you know, if you move to a new climate or you get a new job or you're going through a stressful situation or your hormones start to change, all of these will impact your skin. And so it's important to not be using the same products since your 20s, right, all the way up until your 50s. Like it's very important to understand and recognize the changes in your skin and be able to to either correct them yourself or reach out to an esthetician and be like, hey, this is what's happening. But a lot of times um, you just have to be aware of the changes so that you know. And a lot of times this is, again, generally speaking, as we age, we're going to go more for drier skin as opposed to like oily or something like that. So generally speaking, you're going to want thicker moisturizers. Mm, Okay. Speaking of great skincare. Do you have any products that you just absolutely love and recommend all the time? Because I feel like there are thousands out there. (laughs) It's really confusing. It is definitely confusing. And you are right. There are, there literally are thousands. Um, and I've, I've personally worked with a lot, um, right now, my, what I'm doing is I do the virtual consultations and I work with a line called Glymed and it is, it is my, by far my favorite as far as working with it and getting results because it's really important to get the results from the product, right? You're spending all this money, you're spending all this time, putting it on and doing everything you want results. And the, this line is a pharmaceutical grade, has little preservatives as possible. You know, it's not animal tested, all of that. And there's no fragrances or anything that's going to cause irritation to the skin. So that that would be what I would recommend um, just because it's such a great, great line. And I know you can get so many and it can be so, so confusing because everywhere you look, right? Somebody's telling you, get this product or get this product. Have you tried this one? Um, but as far as products go, there are different grades of products. So you have cosmetic, pharmace- or cosmetic professional and pharmaceutical. And the line that I use kind of falls in more of the pharmaceutical, which is like pre- almost prescription grade. But cosmetic is generally the stuff that you can buy, just go out and buy it. And that one, they can't have a lot of really potent ingredients in it because people are, there's nobody watching over them, right? There's nobody telling them, use this on your skin. So they can't really have it very, very strong or it's going to cause problems, right? So um, there's kind of the differences between the products and kind of the levels that they are at as well. How do you spell that skincare line? Glymed, G-L-Y-M-E-D, Yeah. G-L-Y. Okay. I thought it was a C and then, okay. G-L-Y-M-E-D. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Uh, and that one and is then, own, sorry. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Go for sold, it. That one's only sold through estheticians just because it is so potent and you do need somebody to say, this is what your skin needs. So. Oh, so again, I mean, either talk to you or <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. go on Yelp. <laughs> I just, this lady. Yeah, if you want, yeah, this lady won't let you get in, right? <laughs> yeah, this lady is like, yeah, just now I just really need to see her. But maybe she doesn't even, maybe she doesn't even work with that one. I don't know. It, it is a great line. It is a really great line if you want actual results from products, which yeah, my clients have all just loved it. They just love it. Outside of hosting this podcast, I work as a nutrition coach specializing in evidence-based sustainable weight loss. 
If you're ready to stop yo-yo dieting and start living a healthy, active lifestyle you're proud of, I'd love to work with you in one of my programs. Unlike restrictive, one-size-fits-all diets that only provide short-term results, I help you adopt science-backed nutrition and lifestyle habits that work for your unique likes, dislikes, and time constraints so you can lose weight permanently, have high energy throughout the day, feel completely in control of cravings, and stay consistent long-term. To learn more, visit thehealthinvestment.com or follow me on Instagram and TikTok at The Health Investment. And I think, you know, I work a lot with nutrition in the weight loss space primarily. And when people are saying, oh, you know, buying something like berries is expensive. Yes yeah. and no. I mean, yes, berries are expensive, but you can also find frozen berries. You also, if you buy fruits and vegetables you actually enjoy, and are eating them, it feels less expensive than buying a bunch of stuff you're not going to eat and then throwing it all out. And I think kind of the same way about skincare now of if you buy 20 drugstore products and you're overwhelmed and you don't know what to do, you've probably spent $400. Or if you go buy a couple high quality things that you're actually going to use and see results, it just, that's my my thought process now around skincare is just, I'd rather buy two things that really work rather than 20 things that don't work. Yeah. hundred percent. I always tell people like, go look in your bathroom cabinet and tell me how many products you have that are barely used, half used, expired, you don't like, and the amount of money you've spent on those. And, but then they're afraid to spend a little more on a good product that they will use the whole thing and they will get results and they're concentrated. And so you don't need very much. It'll last a lot longer than they think. But yeah, it's true. You can spend $20 here and $20 there and, tw- you know, thinking, oh, maybe this one or maybe this one. <laughs> right. I mean, read one women's magazine and then those back pages <laughs> where they have the spread. I mean, it makes me laugh because if these magazines come out, every week or every month, there's always new products. So two weeks ago, this was the best moisturizer. Now, two weeks later, this is the best one. You know, it's all just advertising anyway. So (laughs) it can be tempting when you see, oh, so-and-so, some celebrities products they're using. They're probably not even really using those products, but it can be tempting to buy that thing. But then you're just kind of adding to the clutter of your drawer and you're not really using anything that works. Yeah. And, and it goes back to the whole confusion. Like you don't know what to do. You really don't know what to do. And you just keep looking for these and looking in the back of the magazine and, and, oh, this celebrity. And it just, it's just so confusing and overwhelming, especially it just in general, but especially if you are dealing with a specific skincare issue or, you know, and it, it just is so much. And I remember just buying anything that said acne on it just because like, oh, maybe this will work. Maybe this is the one. And I think that's so common. If it says anti-aging, they're going to grab the whole kit, right? And then use one, two, three, four, five, whatever the steps are in it. And then be like, oh, it's not working or it's irritating or, you know, so many different reasons. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's common. If somebody has a consult with you and you say, okay, use X, Y, and Z, when it comes to reordering products, how does that work? Are they able to just order through you? Yeah. So I, I have an online store link and they just go through there. And if they don't have any questions and they're happy with it, like everything's working, nothing's changed, they can just go on and reorder 
you know, at will, whatever they want. Um, and there's body products. They can go on and order whatever they want as far as that goes. But if they have questions, of course, or if something's changed, um, if their environment's changed, anything like that, we can go back in and be like, okay, let's adjust this here or let's just this or. Mm, That makes sense. Okay. There's your basic facial that I've had multiple times, right? They do the little cleansing thing. They moisturize, they do the extractions, they do a mask. So there's that. But then I see all of these other facials being talked about of different lights or yeah. I don't even know. There's, there's ones that actually little needles go into your skin or, Oh, microneedling. Okay. So are any of those kind of more advanced facials worth it? If you were to kind of splurge every so often, is any one of those particularly helpful? Um, I think, yeah, yes. I, I mean, I know they are, they are definitely more helpful, but you've got to make sure your skin is prepared. Like you can't just walk off the street and be using your drugstore brand of product and go in for these, um, really expensive, um, treatments and stuff and expect it to work. Like your home care is 80% of your skin changing and your consistency is, is what's really, really going to make a difference in your skin. These treatments are awesome and they can definitely get your results, but you have to have it paired with great home care at the same time. And then of course, make sure you have an educated esthetician who knows what she's doing. So you feel comfortable with whatever, you know, if it's a chemical pill or microneedling or whatever, the treatment may be. Um, but yes, a, a series of these, whichever treatment can definitely make a difference in your skin. Are any of them not worth your money that you've seen pop up that are just kind of trendy? Um, no, it just really depends on like consistency from you. Um, as far as the home care and if you're going to come back, if you do one treatment of microneedling, let's use that for an example. If you do one treatment of that, you're not going to get, you're not, you're not going to look 20 overnight, right? Like it just doesn't happen, but it can, if you do continuous, a few treatments and then your home care, it can make a difference. And again, I think all of them can help you know, all of these microdermabrasion or microneedling or the light therapy, like all of them can help. It just is a matter of the application and, um, your all, you know, kind of all encompassing and your consistency with it. Mm-hmm. It's, I always think in the nutrition lens, cause that's what I do, but it's making me think this idea of one salad doesn't make you a healthy person. Yes. Right? We all kind of know that. So it's, it's making me think one microneedling session doesn't change your skin. So I guess if you're going to commit to it, how often would you need kind of more of one of these intense facials? If you're pairing it with your great skincare at home, how often do people go in for those things? Again, that's really individual as far as the treatment and who's giving it. So it can be anywhere from um, every couple weeks to once a month to every, you know, two, three months. It, it depends on the treatment and how aggressive it is. So again, that's where a really educated esthetician comes in so she can kind of, he or she can guide you through that. So the idea would be go to an esthetician, have them take a look at your skin, and then maybe they yeah. would advise you on a future yeah. I, like I wouldn't just walk in and, and schedule a microneedling appointment just because, mm-hmm. oh, I've heard these work, right? Like I definitely would get a facial first, talk to the esthetician, find out, you know, make sure you're using good products and, and then go from there. 
but yeah, don't just walk in for like a microneedling chemical pill, right? It's like you read my mind because I was just thinking, oh, <laughs> the new thing I should do is just look on Yelp for microneedling and yeah. I just was going to walk in, but okay, I will not do that. I will not just Yeah, don't, don't do that. And I hope a responsible okay. esthetician wouldn't just like put you through it because you don't know what she, if she doesn't know your skin or your products, they don't know what's going to happen on the other end of it, right? So- is that a way to kind of tell if somebody is a good responsible esthetician, if they're asking you about the products you're currently using? Oh yeah, for sure. They should be asking you. I, I would hope so. I mean, if you're just going in, you know, if you're going on, if you're on a vacation and you're just getting a treatment, then that's different. I think they're more there for relaxation and the other aspects of facial, but yeah, as, as people come into me, I know what they're using. And then I definitely try to get them on good products because if they are spending the time to come into me and the money to come into me, it's really important. Obviously they want changes in their skin and the grocery store brand isn't really going to do it for them. And it hasn't so far, obviously, because they're coming in. Right. And so I do try to help them find the products that will be best for them. Is there anything in the grocery store, drugstore that is worth the money? Any products that you like if somebody is on a real tight budget? Um, as far as that goes, I wouldn't say they're, I mean, I'm not saying they're all terrible. I would only say, yeah, they can keep your skin kind of at the state that they're in a lot of the times, but they're not going to help it progress. They're not going to get you results. They're just going to keep it where it is and keep it hydrated. Um, so I'm not saying they're all bad. I a hundred percent. I'm not saying that I just, if that's where you're at, just have an expectation, right? Know your expectations. That makes sense. Yeah. Because you said it's, there's the drugstore or cosmetic level yeah. professional, and then professional and pharmaceutical. Okay. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think, I think it was somebody else on the podcast who told me one time, or no, it was my, I did go to this French woman for a while who was giving facials and I asked her about some of my products and she said, you know, caviar is different than a can of tuna type of thing. Like (laughs) you're not, you can't open a can of tuna and expect to get caviar. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. I said that (laughs) makes perfect sense. (laughs) That ended my line of questioning right there. (laughs) I understood her wavelength. I knew what she, where she was going with that. So (laughs) Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. One of the final questions I ask each of my guests is, in your opinion, what does it mean to make the health investment? You know, to me, it's tiny steps every day and just and not beating yourself up if you forget a day and you didn't wash your face that night or you didn't eat properly. Like, it's okay, move forward. But it's just the tiny little bit of consistency every single day will make the difference in the long run. Tiny and consistency, two words I use a lot, but so, so (laughs) important. So important. I just think the small, tiny changes, they can't be as like talked about enough. They're so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. That and with skincare as well. Yeah. Yes, you're not going to exactly. do a skincare regimen one day and change your skin. Yeah. It doesn't work. Life doesn't work like that. So unfortunately tiny, not. Yeah. Tiny steps are enough. <laughs> For sure. Where can listeners follow and find you? So on Instagram, I'm at the Fordham beauty. 
And then I have a free resource that kind of talks about simple daily habits, just like we were barely talking about that they can get. And it's lp.fordandbeauty.com. Oh, awesome. And then if somebody wants to book a consult with you, how do they go about that? Uh, you can go straight to just a consultation. I would just get into the free resource that'll get you into my mailing list and just email back to me, or you can send me a note on Instagram and we can chat. Oh, awesome. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, I will link all of those things in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much again, Natalie, for being here and for sharing your wisdom with my audience. And we all look forward to staying connected with you off air. Awesome. Thanks so much. Well, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining me here on the Health Investment Podcast. I'm so grateful for each and every one of my listeners. On your way out, remember to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. All content in this podcast was created for general informational purposes only by a non-physician. None of the content should serve as a substitute for professional medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. Always consult a qualified health provider with any questions regarding a medical condition and before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, and or exercise programs. Do not disregard any professional medical advice you have received or postpone seeking such advice because of something you heard on this podcast.